You're listening to The Bunker New York, live on RBMA Radio. Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. I'm your host, Brian Kasnick, here today with my good friend, Grant Aaron, who is the mastermind behind the Mysteries of the Deep podcast and event series. He's going to be playing a couple of DJ sets for us with an interview in the middle, and um, we have a lot to talk about with him, but for now, we're going to get straight into the mix. Again, this is Grant Aaron from Mysteries of the Deep on The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. Started off fighting, 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 f
what's a big deal? I can't see the difference between that and this anyway. I can't see the difference. The difference is that I grew it. That's what the difference is. And I picked it and I fixed it. And it has a taste and it has some color. And it has a smell. And then it calls back a time when there were flowers all over the earth. And there were valleys. And there were plains of tall green grass that you could lie down in that you could go to sleep in. And there were blue skies. And there was fresh air. And there were things growing all over the place, not just in some domed enclosures blasted some millions of miles out into space.
Red Bull Music Academy Radio. We are all just complicated arrangements of atoms, subatomic particles, we don't know. But our atoms do move about in such a way as to give us identity and consciousness. We don't die, our atoms just arrange themselves. There is no crime. There can be no It's ridiculous to think in terms of superior being. An inferior being, maybe, because we, we who don't even exist, we arrange our lives with more order and harmony than God ever arranged them.
Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. <clears throat> We've been in the mix with Grant Aaron of Mysteries of the Deep. Been sounding really great. Thank you, Grant. Thank you for having me. And uh, I guess before we get into this, we should talk about what we're playing right now, which is the latest Mysteries of the Deep podcast from Paul Fleetwood, which is the number 55, and it's called Overnight. I'm going to keep that going in the background while we do the interview. Shout out to Fleetwood who tweeted an alien eating cereal at us. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I had a good time hanging out with him last weekend. Right. So last weekend you were in Colorado for yeah. Lunar Lodge. What's what's that about? It's a bit uh, mysterious. It, it is definitely. Well, it, first off, it was the it was the first mysteries collaboration outside of New York, which was pretty pretty special for us, and it yeah. it went really well. Lunar Lodge is this. Um, it's a private event, like a invite-only sponsorship-style event, uh, up at this beautiful house in the canyon outside of Boulder, Colorado. So they have, you know, it's a small crowd, not very big, but they have an amazing sound system. Um, and it was a perfect pairing for mysteries. Pat- Patrick Russell and I went and bookended the event. I played three hours in the beginning. He played four at the end, so like sun- sunset, sunrise. Yeah, and, and then, Adam, Adam and Tobias in the middle, who are actually going to be on the next bunker on RBMA Radio in two weeks. Right, shout out. Definitely, probably, I'd say one of the best live sets I've ever seen. Like, they're, it was phenomenal. They're, the that, they're really on another level. Yeah, those two. Um, so, so it was it was amazing. It, it really worked out well for us, and I think it'll be something that we do with them again in the future. But it's just the beginning. Like I said, that was the first the first collaboration. There's more to come. All right, so let's talk a bit about your history as a DJ. I know you were kind of known more as a techno DJ maybe a few years ago, but you actually you started out as more of a chill out DJ, right? I did in the in the late '90s. I was my first foray into all of this was buying ambient records, you know, Fax label stuff, Mixmaster Morris, Pete Namlick, all that kind of stuff, and a lot of the stuff that I was doing in the beginning was chill out rooms. Uh, and this is when you were down south. Down south, when I was living in Atlanta. Yeah. So those—that's like pretty obscure music. Where where were you even getting like fax records and uh, a lot of that stuff that I was buying from? Uh, well, just traveling and going to record stores. And there there was a there was an online. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was called now. There was a um, there was like a, it was very similar to Discogs, but it was before Discogs. Right. Uh, this it was kind of like a wholesale market for records, and I used to buy a ton of ambient stuff from there. But okay. I can't remember what it's called now. I'm gonna have to go back and look at it because that was 15 plus years ago. So, but I bought a ton of stuff from there. The other stuff was like just digging in crates or buying from friends or whatever, anything I could find. Right. Yeah, it was like much, much harder to find music back then, right. especially this kind of obscure music. So what what kind of events were you presenting this music at? A lot then? of the times it was raves. You know, there right. was like the rave culture was pretty big in the South. There was stuff all over the Southeast. Uh, and I was getting booked to, to play at these raves and it was just doing chill out rooms at those raves. Uh, and then I used to do some stuff on my own. Uh, I started a um, the small collective called Lifeform Project, which was kind of a experimental IDM thing uh, it was just a, a collective of artists from Atlanta doing do it started doing our own shows uh, kind of like mysteries now uh, where it was pretty decent sized production people would play live or DJ this kind of thing so taking it out of that was really the first phase when we moved out of the like rave chill out room to doing an actual productive like production that was the era when like ambient events were first happening I know there was a lot happening in New York there were the 
What are the ones in Baltimore called? Cloudwatch? That's did you correct. any of those? Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember that very <laughs> well. Every, everybody brought pillows and blankets and right. chilled out, and people were like real into ambient music back then. For sure. I mean, it was, it, it, it started to take on more of a new age feel as it kind of, I think that's when it started to go underground again, when kind of this new age thing started happening. And it wasn't so psychedelic anymore and so weird. It kind of got more mainstream, I think. And, and you know, it's, connected with yoga and all these different things oh which that's is the great. more like i i always think of the the psytrance chill out room sure because i used to play a lot of chill out at psytrance parties in new york and when i f- they, they eventually got into it but when i first started playing they were like what, what is, is this, this? <laughs> yeah. porter ricks like apex twin this isn't ambient music right like, no, no it is no it is totally it is <laughs> they have a whole different idea of what that means yeah so it was a very interesting time uh phasing at the end of the 90s into the beginning of the 2000s the idm scene kind of exploded in a very small pocket of time uh and was focused on that for a while and then and then i moved to new york and uh started the record label which was where i started really focusing on techno stuff right so that was what year did you move to new york uh beginning of 2005 and that was and then you started clink with tim xavier and camilla correct what, what year did that start? That started in 2005. Okay. End of 2005 was our first release. Okay. Um, and then to move, well, fast forward a lot uh, to the Mysteries of the Deep podcast, which is what you're most well known for. You're, as we said earlier, this is the 55th episode, so that's, that's quite a few. Uh, how long ago did you start this podcast? It started uh, February of 2012. Okay. Um, in a pretty pretty random way, uh, our friend Eric Cludy and I got together and wanted to have like a record session, just playing records all night. And he really wanted me to bring this big stack of all these ambient records that I have from the 90s because he was kind of fascinated with Mixmaster Morris and these different things. So, uh, yeah, we got together at his old dangly house and oh, pl- yeah. played records all night. And I recorded about six hours worth of, uh, you know, just all of that stuff and went back and listened to it uh, like a week later. And I was like, well, okay, this is somewhat listenable, you know, maybe I can put this out. And I didn't really have an outlet for it at that time because obviously I was still focused on techno stuff. So I'm like, all right, maybe I can just start a podcast. And I had thought of the name actually while I was recording this stuff, just something that had popped in my head. And so, yeah, that's how it started. Well, it's interesting. You started your own podcast to put this music out because maybe I'm sure there's are other there there's got to be other ambient oh there's a ton of dj them. yeah because yeah, sure. i'm not really there's plenty of familiar them. I mean, with there's them. smoke machine there's uh secret 13 there's a lot of different podcasts that focus on not just techno but experimental music as a whole right. so there's definitely plenty of them out there and there's a uh i think a, a wider ranger scene for this stuff r- ranging scene for this kind of stuff uh, but there's i don't know there's something about mysteries that people really connect to and, you know, maybe it has something to do with, or at least in our circle, it's, uh, you know, because it's a lot of friends who participate in it and a lot of artists that we follow. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of us are, we're throwing parties, DJing at parties, presenting techno because that's what works and we love that. But then because everybody's so deep into music, it's like everybody has these collections of all this other deeper, more chill, non-dance floor music that they're, I, I mean, I felt like they're really, after the the chill out room kind of got, I don't know if this happened in Atlanta, I imagine it did when like the chill out room got taken over by the drum and bass room. Right. Like you always had 
like the techno house trance room and the chill out room and then suddenly you just had the techno house trance room and the drum and bass room. exactly yeah i mean um, that that happened around the time when i shifted gears a bit and started doing my own thing yeah yeah which totally makes sense um so did the response when you started mysteries of the deep surprise you i know the first three were your podcasts right those were my releases and then from there it was just pretty much asking all my friends to participate and everybody really wanted to do it because like you said it i wasn't surprised that a lot of our friends had collections of music like this or at least listened to it because i know that when i'm not listening to bunker podcasts or i'm not listening to techno releases or records that i'm buying i'm listening to ambient stuff i'm listening to experimental stuff that's what i listen to at home and i knew most of our friends did too or at least i thought they did you uh, know they, they do you know and so <laughs> it, it really wasn't that difficult to uh get people on board to submit a, a mix um now the the i guess the response to it was something that totally took me by surprise i, I didn't really see that happening at all it was just something fun to do uh, the first year, it was kind of a slow buildup, and then the second year, it exploded. And from there, it's kind of just taken on a life of its own. Uh, now, it's the release schedule is booked up until almost next spring. So wow. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of, that's where it is. This whole year was booked at the beginning of the year. So, I mean, it's every single month. I was doing t- two releases a month up until June 1st, and then I switched back to monthly. And then it goes it goes back to bi-monthly again when we get closer to the event. So Oh, right, right. Because you usually have the people playing the events do mixes leading up to it. Right, and which is something that uh, works really well, I think, to promote the event is having having a release or yeah, mix release gets by the artist. Excited. Yeah, for sure. Um so when when did the event series start? That started two years ago. Uh, the first one was October twenty fourteen. Um, and that one was again kind of a something that wasn't necessarily planned it was like you know all of us listening to this stuff like oh hey we should do an event seems like it makes sense let's do that so yeah so we put it together it was ricardo donoso and r rose uh patrick russell david siska jazz um and it it again it was one of those things where the the response was uh much bigger than i expected we had a lot of people come out for the first one and from there it just kind of we had momentum and I always always kind of had this idea that I, I didn't really want to get back into uh, promoting full time, you know, doing events on the regular. Yeah. It's not something that not something I've really done in New York anyway. I did a few things here and there, but just doing it on the regular, it's a lot of work. You know this. So yeah. and I have a full time job, so I'm a little busy. But uh, so I, I was like, all right, well, let's do this twice a year. Let's do one in the spring, one in the fall. We can tie it into you know, the right of spring, things change, right? You're coming out of winter time. And then in the fall, it's that dissension, that thing that happens and that vibe that we all feel in, in, in October. I know for me anyway, it's pretty magical. So. Yeah. Um, and this, doing this event series is like, as you said, you have a full-time day job. So this is, this is pretty much just a labor of love is the oh, reason you do this. Completely. No yeah. And yeah. <clears throat> I know you have to like take days off work to get it done and invest money and doesn't always come back well that's uh, how it goes though i mean yeah. but it's oh i know <laughs> but it's yeah, but it's it's i say this that it's totally worth it 100 percent. you know the events keep getting better each time the production value is is super high um, uh, matthew curry is my partner he's got this amazing space and he knows what he's doing you know and yeah. uh besides him and patrick russell and and candace and abby who do video for us we have a really 
strong team, people that are heavily invested emotionally into this stuff and uh, understand the technical side too. So the production is always really big and that just keeps getting better each time. We're kind of fine tuning the machine a bit. So after doing a few of these, you've we already touched on this a little bit, but you're starting to do some outside events and collaborations uh, that I'd like to talk about. You did at, at our event in July, <clears throat> the 36 hour party collaboration between the bunker and Unter, we did uh, a Mysteries of the Deep room. Yeah, it was uh, it was the first chill out room I've done since the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Had a pr- like a proper rave. Had a proper too. <laughs> rave. And that, it, that was really funny because throughout that whole weekend, I, I don't know if this happened to you, but that whole weekend people kept coming up to me and they were like, it's kind of amazing to see a chill out room, you know, at a big rave. It hasn't happened. At least in my time in New York, which is 13 years, I haven't seen it happen. Yeah, even so, though I'm, I'm used to it from my past, so it didn't seem super novel to me. But I think for... <clears throat> My partners, Seva and Eric, who do Unter, they were they just kind of trusted me on that one. Like, all right, we'll use that second room for a chill out room. They didn't really think much of it, but like their whole crowd and all their friends, everybody just freaked out. Right, there was a place you could go, like lie on the carpet, listen to ambient music, chill this out, big video wall, yeah, and like... like I think it helped keep people there for longer because they could really, uh, I don't know, res- well, the, reset their brain. Yeah, I mean that little. main room at times was was pretty intense and it was pretty hot you know yeah. so well both rooms are pretty hot which i thought really? was a bit no, ir- one, no one mentioned that to me at that part I, I don't know i every <laughs> once in a while i was like that's oh, a little warm uh but it was really funny though because you know it's a chill out room but it was like a sauna in there <laughs> so i got a good kick out of that one <laughs> but it was it was i think it was a success um yeah and it like it was just very nostalgic for me to be able to do something like like that again um, you know, so many years later. Yeah, and I guess we can tease out, we haven't really announced in full our lineup or anything, but we're doing another Bunker Times Hunter party in September on the 23rd through 25th. We're doing a Mysteries branded chill out room again, and we have Antennas, Erica, Clay Wilson, Certain Creatures, myself and Grant, MPC, and some other uh, to-be-confirmed guests. So, uh, Stay tuned at thebunkerny.com for more info on that. Um, we already talked about Lunar Lodge, which was amazing. And you have a couple other upcoming things. You're doing something in Japan in September. Chris Sausage actually tweeted at us about that while you were playing. What's what's up with that? Yeah, uh, he invited me to come play at his Soundgarden night um, at a club called Orbit uh, on the 12th of September. It's a few days before Labyrinth. Um, I've never actually met him in person, so I'm looking forward to it. And it's his birthday, too, which is much oh, wow. even more nice. So. Oh, yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to doing that. That's a kind of a small collaboration with him. Uh, Patrick and I are playing on Damien. We're doing a Mysteries takeover of Damien on the 22nd, I believe it is. Okay. Uh, which is the following Thursday after Labyrinth. Um, in, sept- or in October, uh, I have Mysteries 5, uh, which will be the fifth New York event on October 14th. Uh, that's also with Antennas, uh, Verbos, myself, Patrick Russell, and we're, there's going to be some other additions to this, but we haven't, we haven't final, okay. finalized that just yet. Can you talk about the other one in October yet? Yes. So? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, that's, I was getting to that. So the, <laughs> the last one that I'm doing for the year, um, is going to be the second collaboration. And this is going to be with the value sound guys in LA. 
uh, Gregory and Sean, this, some guys that have brought out Clay Wilson and Eric Cloutier, and they had a really big party recently with Convection, um, which I heard went really well. Um, so we're going to be doing Halloween there. It's going to be October 29th in LA. Uh, we have, we're, we've almost finalized that we've been looking at a couple of different spaces and we found one that's very, very similar, if not identical to the space that we use here in New York. Oh, wow. And a very similar sound system, everything. So it's, it's going to be great. Matthew and, and Candace are both going out with me. Uh, he's going to play live. I'm playing. Uh, Israel Vines is playing. ASR, our friend Jason Loveland, is going to do an unguided meditation. Um, uh, Rika from Further is coming to play live. And the one that I'm re- super excited about, too, uh, Mo is an old friend of mine, Mo Espinoza. And he has uh, an experimental project called Hypoxia. Yeah, that uh, project's amazing. And so this will be the L.A. debut of Hypoxia Live. Um, he has a tape coming out in October, so this will coincide with that release. But it's again, this is the this is the first big production that I'm have more of a hand in uh, outside of New York. So right, really excited about this. So lots to look forward to. Lots of mystery stuff coming up this fall. Yeah. Um, and I also wanted to talk about your band, uh, which is Birds of Prey. Why don't you, I guess, tell us who's in the band and how that started? So Birds of Prey started um, started in 2010. It's uh, myself, Camille Altai, and Eric Holmes, two of my closest friends in the world. Uh, we started this project when I moved back to New York from Berlin. And uh, in the beginning, we were, uh, I, I don't know what we were doing. We were just like trying to figure something out. And one day we just kind of decided that we were going to focus on more experimental music than trying to make dance music or any of that. And... Uh, we got into this mode where instead of trying to sit down and write music or heavily produce music that we would just record sessions. We would work for 10 to 10 hours plus and just record these sessions. And over like a three, four year period, we got really good at being able to create songs in the moment right. uh, in those sessions. And so we just stayed on that path. Um, and that led into an album on uh, Cathexis, which was Ricardo Donoso's new label. Uh, he, he came into town to play the first mysteries yep. and came to the house and I played some tracks for him and he loved it. And so that, that landed, a, uh, an album for us. Uh, so now where we're at, you know, I guess five years into this, uh, Clay Wilson has recently joined the band. He's playing bass and doing some live electronics with us. And one of the reasons that he came on board is Camille is kind of stepping back a little bit because she's going to Yale for grad school. So she's kind of away, but we wanted to keep moving forward with things. So he's joined the band and been playing some shows with us. And it's changed our sound for sure. It's a bit more refined. Um, but the the big news for us is that we uh, that we signed to Further Records in Seattle. Which and is fantastic. One yeah. of my, like one of my, I wouldn't say completely buy on site but i buy almost everything on further that yeah they put out me Does too it's it's one of my favorites and we couldn't be more honored to be a part of that part of that family uh so our new album comes out at the end of fall hopefully with pressing delays it's going to work out but that's what it's looking like cool um and we have some shows coming too oh yeah what are the shows for birds so the next uh we have two coming up this month we're playing next friday uh in the big church across the street from the lot radio uh, okay. That just got booked yesterday, so it's going to be us and another band to be uh, like to be confirmed. It's not sure who that's going to be yet, but we're playing in a church, which is pretty amazing. Uh, and I think Candace is coming to do video for us. And then we are doing um, another on the, on August 27th. We're going to do another Chemistry Creative Night at 315, 
we did one of those in the spring, uh, which was myself or which was birds, Matthew, uh, certain creatures, and Jonas Reinhardt. Uh, so we're still working on the lineup for that one. That's just a one-off night that we do. It's more kind of contemporary. It's an early start. Starts at 7 p.m. It's free or donation-based. Uh, live stream the event. So it's you know you can come and sit down and have an early night on a Saturday. It's kind of nice. Cool. Um, and I think the other other thing I wanted to do was shout out your URLs, which is mysteriesofthedeep.mx, and you're on SoundCloud as uh, slash mysteries of the deep, all one word. So go check out all the podcasts are up there. Uh, 55 episodes so that should keep everybody busy for a while it's a new one coming on monday yeah and you said a whole bunch coming up leading up to the fall uh the fall show so that's great um i think we're gonna get back into the mix with you here and you said you're gonna play a bunch of birds material for the second half of the show yeah i'm gonna play a couple of tracks off the new album and some new stuff we've been working on uh and then some other cracks to tracks to close it out Cool. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, Grant. And we are, like I said, going to get back into the mix with Grant Aaron for the rest of the show. Uh, This is The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio.
Red Bull Music Academy Radio. Keep it locked.
Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. Uh, we've been in the mix with Grant Aaron of Mysteries of the Deep. Just a few minutes left here. Uh, for more info on Mysteries of the Deep, go to mysteriesofthedeep.mx or uh, slash Mysteries of the Deep on SoundCloud. And you can check out all things The Bunker on thebunkerny.com. We'll be back on RBMA Radio in exactly two weeks with Adam and Tobias with uh, excerpts of their live set from the bunker interviews some exclusive tracks so tune in for that again you've been listening to the bunker new york on rbma radio